Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. We pray, Father, that you continue to direct our steps, speak to our hearts, the areas of our conscience that have been seared, that no longer respond to your nudging, to your request that we draw near to you. We pray, Father God, that you would quicken these areas and that we might begin to hear the soft voice of your spirit. And your spirit begin to minister to our hearts that we respond, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we might see, that we might understand, that we might participate in this season that we might connect to that which brings pleasure to your heart as we hear your word that we might respond in faith and see your hand direct us that your glory might be manifest that your plans might be revealed that we might partake with your goodness and allow this to be a seed sown in the spirit and the hearts of men that they might begin to respond and move in the direction of your purpose to fulfill your desire and that we might feel the refreshing peace of living for your glory. Prosper this word in the hearts of your people and make it a good seed planted in good hearts that would reveal good fruit and a harvest that would be seen in our generation, O oh God. For the advancement of your kingdom, for the manifestation of your glory in our lifetime. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. As we read Romans chapter 12, verse 1, the urgency is, brethren, seeing that God has moved in a merciful mindset towards us, let's surrender. I think that the Lord has given us sovereign ability to do with our lives whatever we want. And Paul is trying to say, if you surrender your lives to the Lord, not taking the form of this world, not taking the patterns, not, not living according to the principles. I just, I just had a meeting on Monday with several men, and I say, I, I need to take another step of faith. In the realm of my existence, if I'm not living, taking another step of faith, trusting God, then, then I die spiritually. How I many know that's true? The first, the first step of faith was when I first got saved. I said, Lord, you, you want to use me? That's a, that's a big step of faith. Okay, I come to you. And so tech, taking a step of faith God will meet you there because a step of faith is a reliance on God and not on yourself. 
And so there, there have been, you know, um, being able to become a Christian was a big step of faith. And then going to school and finishing my law school was a huge step of faith. I didn't know how to read. I didn't know how to write. I didn't know how to do those big exams. Uh, when they gave me my first exam in law school, it was an inch thick. I, had, I thought that was a phone book. I thought that was everybody's phone number in the class. And when I realized that that was the exam, the first thought was, give it back to the teacher. And get the heck out of here. What are you doing here? But, but a step of faith, trusting God. I went through that thing just one page at a time. So I'm going to do my best, and I hope God does the rest. I'm going to do my best and let God do the rest. And that was a step of faith. And then tried to get a job in many law firms, and, and they weren't hiring. So a step of faith was starting my own law firm. And, and who needed to be there? Does anybody know who, was, who needed to be there? God needed to be there. Because there was no chance for, for you to walk in a realm of total inability. And then, and then you partner with God. And so the, also... Years later, I could have stayed there. It would have been a great thing to stay in my law practice. Ten years into my law practice, already having a reputation, already, and then the step of faith to walk away. To walk away and say, God, I need to trust you again. And so in my life, and you, you know that, there needs to be a continual taking a step of faith. And what is that? Trusting God. Hearing the voice of God. And taking a step in his direction. And you know who God rewards? Those who live that life. The Bible says in, we could go there in Romans, Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, he says, if you're going to, if you're going to live this life, it requires you to believe God. And to know that he is a rewarder. So read that there in uh, Hebrews 11 and in verse I think it's 6. Without faith, there is nothing that you can do that pleases God. It's impossible. To please him. For he who draws near to God must believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He's going to meet you at the other side of taking a step in his direction. And so as we were meeting on, on Monday and I told the gentleman, listen to me. I'm, I'm ready to, to ride another wave of faith, another wave to see God. And as he's telling the believers in Romans 12 that not follow after the principles of this world, I want to tell you something. There's nothing more miserable than walking in fear. There's nothing more miserable than calculating what's your ability. Because if you take quick inventory, you're going to realize without Him, you can do nothing. His hand has to be on our lives. 
Do not follow after the principles of this world. But start thinking different. Romans 12, 2. Be transformed in the way you think. What does God want us to think? God wants us to think contrary to this world. This world, I want to tell you something, and this is, this is the pattern of this world since, since the fall is in outright rebellion towards God. There's, there's this, this term that we just put up there called anarchy. Anarchy, the manifestation of going against every form of authority. You know what the spirit of anarchy is? Let me find out what the structure of what God has established as authority, and let's go against it. And, and it's, it's there when you look at a police officer on the street, and it's there when you see the governments of the earth. One of, one of the, the greatest expressions we've seen of anarchy in our time in the last month, six months ago, there was a great upheaval of Egypt. We want the Muslim Brotherhood to be our leader. And they established a president. It went contrary to democracy in the whole world. And not, with, not even within, within three months of them establishing their authority, what did they do? They go against it. And, and that's a spirit, and it's upon the earth really big. And so um, as I see the chaos that's wrought by the rebellion to authority and anarchy, I, 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 want, to, I want to approach this in such a way that we will benefit. Because I, I don't know about you, I want to be a part of God establishing His kingdom upon the earth. I, I want to be on that side. I, I want to make sure that that, that is the spirit that, that is upon my life. Proverbs 17.11 says, A wicked man seeks only to continually rebel. An evil man seeks only rebellion. So we don't have to get into any fast and difficult definitions for an evil man. An evil man in the Greek language is defined by an evil man. Wickedness is wickedness. Rebellion is wickedness. God, God is not into playing with that. And he says that to this evil man who seeks only to rub contrary to the established kingdom of God, an evil messenger, a cruel messenger will be sent against him. That's already established. God, God is, is going to crush Everything that resists his kingdom. And he's, he's always shown that to be the case. 
And that's why at the end of Romans 12, in that chapter, when it's talking about us to be transformed, us to be not conformed, us to, to stay away from the patterns of the world, so we might know what is, the, what is God's will. Good, pleasing, and perfect. Good, pleasing, and perfect. When we stand right with God, our lives flourish. When we stand right with the Spirit of God, there's an ebb and flow of refreshing. This is our, our deliberate, passionate pursuit for the purpose of God is because it is awesome. It's consistent with the order of our creation. And so Romans 12, 21 says, So do not be overcome by evil. Do not be overcome by evil. What's, what's evil? Rebelliousness. Anarchy. Contrary to authority. Um, I don't know if, if you know what people's response to established authority is and... and could fleeing be a reaction to someone who refuses running away? And, and since day one, the author of anarchy, who is that? Satan. He's been just drifting. He's a wanderer without purpose, without significance. And, and we're going to read that real quick. Do not be overcome by evil, but... but Overcome anarchy with a different mindset. So if an evil man seeks only to rebel, what does a righteous man seek? Only to be transformed. Come in in line with God's purpose. Come into, and this is what Nicodemus was doing. He says, Lord, you know something? You are a messenger that comes from God. Put me in a place where my life has... Uh, he's going through severe bouts of depression, Nicodemus. It doesn't make sense to him. As a leader, his life doesn't, is not fruitful. So he's coming to Jesus at night and says, Give me what, teach me how to do these things. How do I line up with what you're teaching, what you're saying? I want to participate. I, I think each one of us should have that, that disposition. I told the Lord when I, the first day I got saved, I said, I don't want to be playing church. I don't want to be at church and wanting to be or doing something else. I, I want to be, I, I want to see your glory. I want to see your game plan. I, I want to be part of what you're doing upon the earth. Um, our desire is that, that people will be connected. Uh, we just had a, a, a real small gathering of men yesterday. And I told the men, I'm not interested in any one of you guys being here who are not in 100% agreement with our vision to change the world. Why, why do we want anybody here? I, I don't want my sons to see any man in this church as a goofball playing games. I'm going to tell you how, how serious this is. Um, as, as we participated on on uh, on Saturday, we participated at, at a wedding reception, and somehow or another, the the DJ breaks out with Gangan style. He breaks out with a 
a worldly song. And so, you know, Gangnam Style is like one of the main songs of our generation now. It's a, it's a boom. And so a couple of guys, you know, Gangnam Style. This is Gangnam Style. But 20 minutes later, inside one of our cars, a five-year-old little girl was asking mom and dad, why were we dancing to that song? They were like, that's not us. That's not us. It's five years old. And so we need to understand that, that we're not here playing church because we're in these four walls. And then we cross the street and, and we have no connection with what God has called us to do. And so this, this is what, what is taking place. Do not be overcome. Don't let evil get on you. Don't, don't, don't sit there and, and, and act like nothing's happening. But overcome evil with good. Get, get in tune with the Spirit of God. So Romans 13, he starts saying, okay, we're going to take this a little bit farther into being the living sacrifices in the presence of God, knowing what God wants being the establishment of his order upon the earth, and then he gets into all authority. That's how, the, that's how that, that, that chapter starts. Romans 13, 1, it says, Let every soul come under the authorities that are. Now, this is a, a huge travesty because at home there is established authority that wasn't established by Western capitalism or, or Republican political parties. When God said that the husband is supposed to be the head of the house, that's, that's a structure of order established by God. And so I was at a house, and the father says, tomorrow my three sons are going to get a haircut. And they all, you know what all three sons did? They looked at mom. And what did mom say? No, they're not going to get a haircut. We're going to do it down the road some. And he says, no, 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 we're going to do it tomorrow. We're going to get a haircut tomorrow. And she says, no, not going to get a haircut tomorrow. That's, that's anarchy. That's the, that's the kingdom of a wicked and depraved and degenerate kingdom at home. That's not the kingdom of God. That doesn't produce joy. It doesn't produce peace. It doesn't manifest righteousness. And it's that simple. It's that simple. So he says, let every soul, nudge your, your soul and your neighbor and says, that means you. Go ahead. Try it. Dare. Some of you are scared. Every soul be subject to the authorities that are. And so I, I told, here's, here's a, a real slight manifestation of authority. As a young man is about to cross the street, his father grabs his arm and pulls him back towards the sidewalk, and he shrugs and says, let me go, and continues to walk in the direction and gets run over by an 18-wheeler. 
Can, can we feel peace with the fact that the authorities that are there are for our protection? That the commandments of the Lord that, that are established are for our peace? I, you know, so even two days ago, I, I see this more and more. That everything established by God is to, to embrace me with his love. Everything. So what happens with these familiar entities that constantly seek to resist authority? To run from it, to hide. There is no authority except that which God allows to exist. The authorities that exist have been ordered and appointed by God. I want to go to, to the book of Job quickly and come back to Romans 13. But I want to show you the nature of Satan. Satan has decided he would have no authority. He, he, he raised his throne above the throne of God. He got kicked out of heaven. And so, Job chapter 1 Verse 7, the Lord said to Satan, from where are you coming? The Lord has to ask him, where are you coming from? Because the Lord didn't send him anywhere. He's doing his own thing. He's tearing up his own land. He makes the decision when he comes, when he goes, where he's at, how much time he spends there, who he speaks to, who he doesn't. He's, he's, not, he's not a messenger. He's not a messenger of the Lord. From where do you come? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From everywhere. I'm going wherever I want. I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm going to the ends of the earth. And I'm walking back and forth. I want to suggest to you that that's chaos. The world calls that freedom. The world calls that, nobody's going to tell me what to do. You're a poor soul. Because in the kingdom of God, the only people that participate are subjects. Those that have acknowledged the beautiful, refreshing embrace of a God who cares enough that He establishes His boundaries, that He distinguishes parties, that he establishes seasons and places. I want to tell you the people that are suffering the most upon the earth right now. People that are at the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. And these people are being picked out by the devil real easy. And so every morning... The reminder of God's people, the, the Hebrew people, they put on a yarmulke. And this is what the people of God says, I want to be under your shadow. I want to be under your covering. That's why they wear the, the, the hats. A little head covering. Lord, I want to make sure that what I'm doing, I'm supposed to be doing. Where I'm going, I'm supposed to be going. Who I'm going to meet there, that's a place of covering. 
And that is actually what authority is. It's a place of protection. It's a place of provision. It's a place of prosperity. It's a place of purpose. It's powerful that he would overshadow us with his presence. And so I would like to suggest that, that even the people of God, they, they, they challenge this. And so let's read Psalm 107, verse 17. So they became fools. They, they manifested their foolishness by their rebellion. I, I, I authorize you to see someone who is acting rebelliously and tell them, you know something? You're, you're, you're being super lacking wisdom. There is, there, there, you, you don't even understand what you're doing. Some became fools through their rebellion, rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. Again, the word iniquity is doing your own thing. Doing your own thing. There's nothing more precious than tapping in to God's faithfulness. The provisions given them, verse 18 says, what God had provided for them, they hated. Do you know a young man who hates having parents? Do you know a nation who hates having order and government? Somalia was, was that case. We saw that where everybody does whatever they please. They hang around with pickup trucks with little militias, everybody doing what they want. It was chaotic. Their souls hated all manner of provision to such a degree that they continued to draw nearer and nearer to the gates of death. Verse 39 of that same psalm says, as a result of this progression, they are diminished and brought low. They are oppressed, afflicted, and sad. That's the state of not having covering, of not having rule, of not having boundaries, of not having instruction. So verse 40 says, Those called to be princes are put to shame because a prince is seen by his manner of keeping principles and causes them to do what the devil does. What does the devil do? Since there's no principles, he's a wanderer. He, he doesn't distinguish anything and he's trampling every direction. There is no instruction in his life. So they wander in the desert where there is no way. Could you say lost? Does anybody question whether we're, as the families of the earth, are not supposed to manifest that bedazzled look of confusion of, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where God is at. 
I don't know what he's told me. Uh, you know, constantly my office is being flooded with people that come and, and they tell me, Pastor, I'm so confused. And you know what I tell them? Because you don't listen. Because a long time ago, I remember three years ago telling you this is what you need to do. And so we've already, we've already established this early on when the, the ministry started. The Lord told us that Rebellion is as the sin of a divination. And for those of you who weren't here 10, 15 years ago, and maybe you were 8 years old and now you're 18, a divination is this, and and this is really powerful. I'm going to ask for Brandon to come here. I'm going to ask for Michael and, and Robert to come here. I want you guys to stand here, side by side, look like this. Back up, just, no, no, one here. Yeah, like that. You're over here, Michael. And Robert, you're in the middle. I asked Joseph to come. Come here, Joseph. Stand right here. And Joey, you can stand in front of him, looking at him. Look at your son. Yeah. The first thing that God told Israel, he says, Israel, the Lord thy God is one. He's not multiple in his existence. God has one will for your life. Go like this, one. He's not, he's not playing games. He doesn't have to take a second guess. He's not, he's not messing up. He has one life to live, to glorify his name in one purpose, in one place, in one direction, to fulfill his glory. And so here is a son who has a father. And in this relationship of oneness, there is complete instruction for the entire fulfillment for his life. And he says, not interested. And he turns around. Now he has to guess which one of these guys are you going to find an answer for the direction of your life. And this practice to say, I don't know if it's him or it's him. And then you come up to the pastor. You say, Pastor, where do I go? What do I do? I'm saying, Brother, when you decided not to listen to God, when you rebelled of his provision, now you're practicing something called a divination. You have to guess at what you're going to do in life. You don't know what's going to happen. You're confused. You're lost. You don't know where to go or where to be. You know why? Because none of these are the provisions of God. God is faithful to establish his order over your life. And so rebellion is as the sin of a divination. It was was a curse for the people of God to try to guess What, oh, maybe I'm going to be lucky with Brandon, or I'm going to be lucky with Robert, or I might be lucky with Michael. Who's going to be able to help me? You know what? Nada. Deep darkness is the consequence of a person who decides to rebel. 
And so they'll usually come to pastor and they say, Pastor, what do I do? And I said, Brother, the provision's right there. Provision's right there and it's perfect and it's abundant and it's refreshing. You guys may be seated. Jesus tells the religious leaders of his day, you guys, it's not that this is so confusing, is that you guys do not want to do the will of God. John chapter 8. See if I could find this verse real quick because he, he tells them. It's not that you guys are confused. It's that you guys are not interested. Is it 14? John A 14? It's a little bit further up ahead here. And he says like this. He says, Yeah, that's that's more like it. I think it's 43. Let's go for 43. Yeah, 43. Why do you not understand my language? And he gives the answer, because you're not able to listen to my word. You don't want to follow my instruction. That's why I'm so confusing. So understand, understand. Listen to me. It's plain and simple. God has a purpose. He wants to fulfill, and, and we're just walking in a desert. In a desert. We're just wandering. Time continues to tick, and we keep on losing the significance. Let's, let's read that in 1 Samuel 15, verse 23. Rebellion as the sin of witchcraft. Stubbornness as iniquity as a divination, as trying to figure out, and why? Because you have rejected the word of the Lord. Because you, you decided not listen to God, you don't want to hear God, now life becomes really confusing. Listen, this is not a problem, and it's not just a couple of people. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 10 says, Those that walk in the flesh... According to personal pursuit, not God's pursuit, those who despise authority. Well, why do they do that? This is, this is Peter. Peter's writing about this, this common tendency, especially those, especially those who walk according to the lust of things that are not clear. 
I just told a, a woman today, she called for Savior marriage, and, and she says, well, me and my husband have been together for a long time, and we decided to never get married. We have kids, and we just figured we didn't need to get married. And I, told, I said to her, I, I find it hard to believe that you would drive on the opposite side of the highway going 60 miles an hour against traffic. So why would you do that in establishing your family? Why would you live recklessly joining with a man who's not willing to covenant with you to start a family? That's reckless behavior. That's, that's really, that's not, that's not healthy. Notwithstanding, how many have ever seen that bumper sticker that says God allows U-turns, right? God wants to rescue her. But she has to figure out if she's connected with a knucklehead that wants to continue to drive against order who's 50 years old and continues to think it's cool to be a rebel, who go around with James Dean T-shirts and go to watch movies and go to see concerts and, and are, feel it good to be in a culture of the rebellious 60s. And how the devil has been able to ferment in the heart of young people to rebel is beyond me. He says there in 2 Peter 2.10, This is especially true of those who follow corrupt desires, who despise authority. These are self-willed, presumptuous, they don't care. They're just going to do what they're going to do. They are not afraid to walk contrary to things that are dignified. They're not, they're not, they, they have no, they, they think it's crazy. Yet even the angels who are stronger and more powerful do not dare to walk in this course. This world is, is continuing in the course of their rebellion. They continue to be stripped. Verse 17. Springs without water. Driven by every wind that blows. Let's go to verse 17. We're there in 2 Peter 2, 17. Wells without water. They, they promise to refresh, and they don't refresh. Why? Because they're going against the refreshing. Clouds carried by storms. They're just blowing just anywhere their last whim goes. They're reserved for blackness of darkness forever. They're going to be right in good company with all the rebels. They promise. Look what verse 19 says. They promise freedom. Verse 19. Do you know people like that? Hey, man, if you don't listen to mom and dad, you're going to be so happy. Man, the day you don't have anybody telling. I think that that could only be the words I heard in Pinocchio. Let's go to that place where we don't have to listen to anybody. And they all became a bunch of jackasses. Bunch of donkeys. 
They promise freedom, but they continue to be a slave. They're servants of everything that dies and perishes. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he's brought into bondage. You listen to that voice of rebellion, my friend, get ready for that voice to rule your life. It's considered your parents to be the voice of that which bothers you, your pastor to be a place, um, and it's, it's powerful, but notwithstanding, there are people that love the refreshing of walking in the counsel of the Lord. What does God say? What does God think? I'm in a crossroads. One of the young, Annie Lou came into my office today and says, Pastor, I got the crossroads. I could, get, I could work here. I could work there. I want to know what God wants. And I could, God could bless that. God could prosper and keep her and protect her. Verse 20 if they have escaped the corruption of the world by coming to the knowledge of the Lordship. Say with me, Lordship. That means He is Lord. You escape the world by letting Him be Lord, Savior. And they decide to leave that Lordship to be entangled in them again and overcome. His end is worse than He was when He first started. It would have been better. This is where the Bible gets crazy. It would have been better that they would have never known the path of righteousness than after they have known it to turn away from the sacred commandments of the Lord that was given to them. And it is said of them of the old proverb, a dog that returns to the vomit, a pig that returns to the mud. I want to challenge you today that God is establishing His kingdom all the more. And there's a spirit of rebellion. There's a spirit of anarchy. There's a spirit of the devil wanting to have his last opportunities to bring depravity and enslave men in what they call liberty. Ask the ushers to come forward. And the Lord has constantly served a table before us that we might partake. The only response to what we've heard tonight is repentance. Six months ago, I was talking to a 15 year old boy, and I drew for him these papers. Sit down with him for lunch, and I said, look, if you continue, listen very quickly. If you continue, if you continue to hold the grudge, you're going to walk in unforgiveness. And unforgiveness, I put it here, will lead you to anger. You're going to be upset. And being upset will lead you to depression and being depressed is going to lead you to taking your life. And when I went to go visit his father, because his father called me a month ago saying that his son shot himself in the head, committed suicide a month ago. 
And when I went to go see his father two days ago, he, he, he brought me the papers. And he says, my son came back home and he put this in a real private place and he wouldn't let go of these papers. But continue to walk in his rebellion. Continue to walk in, in, in unforgiveness. Continue to walk in depression. Continue to resist God that was calling him under his shadow. I want to tell you something. And this is just a personal. I refuse to walk with rebels. Refuse. I don't want to see anything that they experience in this life because they are an easy prey to Satan's schemes. An easy prey. You, you want to you stay away from trouble in the coming days? Don't have fellowship with a rebellious man because a cruel messenger is sent after him. And a lot of times when we see, well, why did this happen? And how did this happen? The Lord is faithful in, in speaking His goodness and mercy towards us. Father, we thank You for this table. We give You thanks that You are the perfect expression. of the kingdom of God. Your heart to please the Father. Your resolve to fulfill His will. To inquire. The words, not my will. We were able to see you taking a place amongst the lowly and taking the form of a servant walking in perfect obedience for the glory of God. And now we stand to benefit that you humbled yourself and became meek and lowly that we should learn from you. Give us a heart to honor you. And we might partake of your victorious table in a manner that is worthy. Forgive us our rebellion. Forgive us our continual seeking to go contrary and against the grain. finding structures of authority to dismantle, to discredit. And that your kingdom might be established first and foremost in our hearts. And our thoughts might be subject to you. Remove confusion. Remove all controversy. That we might see your manifest glory. Bless this bread. Bless this cup, O oh God. Make it life and healing and strength to us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
as the ushers pass out the bread and the cup, we're going to ask if you're not water baptized after believing in Jesus Christ for you to not partake until you do so, until you get water baptized. And if you are water baptized and know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we pray that you would just come before God and ask Him for mercy, for forgiveness, for washing in the blood so we might partake in a manner that's worthy.